We began last week about the double blessing that's afforded us through our birthright is being firstborn in the joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And what's available to us, what the promise is, that we are... Uh, aligned by virtue of our new birth in Christ to, to receive a double portion, double portion. And we did cover some of the arena and area, you know, uh, of not selling our birthright. The birthright regarding the double portion. And that's very important to understand that, that Esau sold his double portion option. And today, uh, I want to, by God's grace, help us to unlock that double portion that God has promised to us uh, as his sons and his his daughters. And so uh, a number of scriptures we're going to put up there for you so you can see uh, the emphasis that the scripture puts on what we're going to talk about today. The title of my message is The Tongue, the Bridle, and the Blessing. The Tongue, the Bridle, and the Blessing. Now notice these scriptures. <laughs> Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, this is not a new subject to you. You're familiar with it. But, uh, you know, we can capture what is at our disposal in the words of our mouth and what our tongue gives indication of the health of our whole being. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. How many know that's pretty powerful? And those who love it will eat its fruit. So it's very important to understand that there is fruit from your mouth. And you know the process of getting fruit. All right. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. In other words, has no control. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Becky. <laughs> Hi. So good to see you. Pleasant words are like honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. 
a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in setting of silver. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? And then we go to James. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. But if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect or mature man, able also to bridle their whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires, giving a little picture of the power of the tongue. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, that is your nature, and it is set on fire by Hell. I didn't write this now. <laughs> For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude or likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for the wonders of your grace. And we thank you for the principles, God, that we will learn today as we unlock, God, those blessings that you have already ordained for our lives. Let me begin by saying I am not talking about some of the extremisms that, you know, seems to float around as... You know, people take scriptures to selfishly build their own worth, all right? But yet, it is very evident by these scriptures that we read that 
The tongue is a vital force. Words are a major part of living. While the tongue is the smallest member of the body, it is also the strongest and most powerful member of your body. When your tongue is messed up, your life gets messed up. Yes. Amen. So, your tongue is trying to tell you something important. Something important about your health. You go to the doctor and they say, stick out your tongue because there are things that they know and look for that help to determine the health of your body. And in like fashion, the tongue, the words and the way they're said are revealing the health of your soul. Yes, this tongue, as we read it, is like a tiny nuclear reactor. It can light a town or the place where you're at that your light so shine. Or it also can be like a bomb that'll go ahead and destroy that very city that you're trying to light. It, it is how you use it, that is your words, that determine whether they are good or bad. When the tongue is working properly, it is both a spring that refreshes and a fruit tree that nourishes. That's what those scriptures are telling us. Yes, it is possible for you and I as Christians to, to sabotage our blessings by our words. Proverbs 18 and 7, a fool's mouth is destruction and his lips are a snare to his soul. We want to stop blocking the blessing and we want to start releasing the blessing that is ours. You see, the tongue is the doorway of life for your body, your soul, and your spirit. It not only feeds our bodies, it has the power to nourish our soul and our spirit. Yes, it does. The tongue is a very principal instrument in your life. It is principal to the kingdom of God and 
And it is a chief engine of the devil. A chief engine of the devil. And it functions within a spiritual law. Yes. The enemy goes around as a roaring lion seeking to devour those whom he may. He's looking for an inroad. And one of those inroads, of course, can be through the, the tongue. The tongue is so important in our evaluation that James says that our spiritual maturity is evident by the use of our words. Think about it. Our spiritual maturity. Absolutely. That ability to restrain and sometimes even be silent or being able to speak with grace and mercy. The tongue, the tongue is a disproportionately powerful member. Small, but yet powerful. You've heard the phrase, maybe, from World War II. Loose lips sink ships. Gives away information. Allows the enemy to detect where you're at. Allows the enemy to be able to set up a capture zone, so to speak. Or to be able to go ahead and launch his fiery darts by our words revealing our position. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We want life today. We want life. We want the fruit of it. Praise God. Talks about how that the tongue needs the bit The tongue needs to have control, a rudder. Yes. The tongue carries into your world the breath that issues from your heart. Absolutely. The tongue has the potential to have an evil fluence or it can be a tree of life. We will discover, or you discover as you read the scriptures, that an evil tongue is as polluting in its influence and is like bad breath. Yes. Everywhere it makes it stink. That's what the word says. The tongue. It's got an amazing power. 
spiritual maturity. This thing is difficult to tame. You can't do it. You need help. I need help. The great beasts of the field, the powerful elephants, the ferocious lion, all have been able to be put in check, but not the tongue. Not the tongue. Yeah, we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit. No man can tame the tongue. But the Holy Spirit has been granted. He is the power. He is the influence. He's the teacher. He's the guide. He's the instructor. He's the restrainer. He's the informer. The tongue. The tongue. So James encourages us and says, there is a battle for vocal holiness. It's been a long-running battle, but it needs to be waged on a daily basis. The tongue. The battle for vocal holiness. Think about it. An amazing. The tongue is... A power of life and death. Someone has said, and I believe that if you want to know your future, listen to your tongue. Because a man shall eat good by the words of his mouth and vice Versa. The tongue has a huge impact on our lives. I would rather be silent than speak a word out of season or a word that is not producing positive fruit for my life. James says it is a fire when it is sparked. In other words, it, it's just a small, I can do this. It's not an issue. I mean, you know, I, I'm going to be real careful and I'm going to get my message across, but I'm going to just... Give a little bit of spark. And then all of a sudden, it says, it begins to grow. And you got a forest fire. A little word. 
and you got a full-blown argument. If none of you do that, that sharp word or a loose sentence, a callous side or something, in can't be extinguished because it's already caught fire. Now James says this, that it's set on fire of hell. Or the word is Gehenna. Gehenna is a dump that has eternal burnings. It's where all the garbage would go. And they had a constant fire to burn it up. And so when he says it's set on fire of hell, he said it's garbage. It needs to be discarded, not brought forth. You shouldn't say it. You shouldn't go there. You should lay it to rest. It's a fire. A forest fire. Feuds. Sometimes there's feuds, not just of days and weeks and months, but of generations. The breakout of the forest fire. He says it's a world of unrighteousness or iniquity. They tell me that when they photograph a tongue, that it's filled with all kinds of dangerous craters. Now, to our natural eye, we can't see that, but if they were to take and magnify it, it's full of craters. Things get festered in there, get lodged in there. And he says it's a world of iniquity. says that the tongue is a staining aspect. It defiles the whole body. Like that beautiful wedding dress. And it gets a stain on it. It's ruined. It's ruined. Tongue has the ability to ruin a perfectly good presentation or wedding dress, so to speak, but a small spot. It's a restless evil. Mm. It just doesn't seem to settle and rest. It loved to jump on the bandwagon of negativism. Yes. Remember, the tongue has a 
potential to mimic Satan in unruly evil. God said to Satan in this discourse in the book of Job, where have you been? Well, I've been wandering to and fro all of the earth. The tongue needs to have some restrictions on where it can go. (laughs) Rather than it running, being influenced by the mind and the thoughts, running here and running there and gathering and gathering, finding justification, finding, you know, self-preservation. It runs. Bring every wandering thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We're going to give you keys to get out of it, all right? But you've got to see, you know, why it needs. It says it's a deadly poison. Whether the death is sudden or slowly, it is killing it. It eats away and destroys. Yes. You've heard the phrase that the pen is mightier than the sword. Well, listen. The tongue is mightier than the pen. The tongue. Both for Evil and for good. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Bah humbug. (laughs) There are bones that can heal, but sometimes the wounds of words never heal. Now, all of this that we're talking about, of course, is positions us to where we recognize that we need the Lord Jesus Christ. The tongue is frequently inconsistent. With it, we bless God, and with it, we curse men. That's... It's very inconsistent. But he who can monitor his tongue has grown into spiritual maturity. Oh, bless the Lord. You see, the easiest route to the heart is through the eyes and The easiest route from the heart is the tongue. 
It's the tongue. It's the easiest route. But God says, it needs a bridle. It needs a bridle. It needs a a governor. If you nip it in the chute, it will gradually die at the root. Don't let it out. It is definitely contrary to culture. You should speak your mind. Get it off your chest. No. Bible says hold your peace. Speak words that are like setting of gold in, or, or, or gold in settings of silver. Yes, the power that's our disposal to not only life for ourselves, but life for others. So you want to change what's coming out of your mouth, you've got to change what's going into your heart. And you got to begin to cut off all the channels that feed the heart. Whether it's your imagination, whether it's your eye gate, your hearing gate. Gossip. Yeah. I don't like gossip that travels by prayer requests. Too much of it travels by prayer requests. Hello, this is so-and-so. I want you to join me in prayer for so-and-so. Because, and then the list goes on. It doesn't say that. It says, enter your closet of prayer and pray in secret and the Lord will go ahead and reward you openly. Now, I believe in prayer partners and I believe in all those things, but every partnership has to have parameters. We're going to unlock our birthright to double blessing. We do it by bridling our tongue because the mouth produces fruit. A man shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 18. Fruit is always the result of seeds sown. 
it may be just a seed when it is said. But it has the potential to produce a harvest, both of good and of evil. Isn't it interesting that when it comes to salvation, where does God begin? Where does it begin when it involves us? With the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made. It's part of the direction of our lives. And of course, you say, well, you know, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So there, that is where it has to begin. But your part and my part has to do with our profession, our confession, the power of the words is part of our receiving of salvation. It's our posture. It's our acceptance of his grace. It's our open arms of his mercy. When Jesus said, and of course the, the Old Testament also, you know, renders this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The word of God needs to be in our mouth. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my re. Deemer. What an amazing power is at our disposal this morning. Proverbs 13 and 2 A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. I remember a story when I, I heard when I was a kid. Any of you that are getting old, you'll know that when you can remember the old ones, you're getting old. <laughs> you can't remember yesterday, then you know what I mean? That's a good indicator, too. <laughs> but farmer got saved. And as the story goes, he said, not only did he know it, but the cows knew it. What used to be cursing when they swatted him with that tail that was less than clean. He had some choice words for her. But it changed completely. As God gets a hold of your tongue. Because he's got a hold of your heart. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Absolutely. Amen. But James says, who is acting as a tongue physician, the potential is still there. The guard and the guides still must be 
in place. It was the psalmist said, set a watch over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Because it's an outlet. It's an outlet. It says, be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. Don't let the spark out. Put water on it. It says, never speak evil of another. James chapter 4, verse 11. He says, if you speak evil, you are being a judge and not a doer. You sit in a seat of a judge rather than a doer. It says, never grumble. How'd you do this week? Do not grumble against one against another, another brother, unless you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. This is not too hard, is it? I mean, what he's saying, he said, if you if you're pointing at your finger, you know what I mean, at somebody, God is standing at the door watching the whole thing take place. Hello, he says. For sure. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. But what I love is there's an unhidden message there. There was one standing who was without sin, and he refused to pick up a stone. Instead, he extended mercy. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I'm not here to point out your sin. I'm here to point out your liberty. I'm not here, you know what I mean, to point out the path that you have traveled. I'm here to point out the path that is your future. Hallelujah. Yes. Spiritual maturity. You have to work on it. It doesn't come overnight. You got to continue in the Word. You got to learn the rules of wisdom for the tongue. The tongue must be educated. Words of wise, words of wisdom. 
David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. An information check that's brought by virtue of knowing the word. Knowing the word. Then, you need to have a garden of prayer. You see, your outer journey must be supported and undergirded by our inner journey. Our outer journey must be girded and supported by our inner journey. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the heart are the issues of life. Prayer. Prayer. I'll ask my musicians to come this morning as we go into the blessing. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If something is missing, Life. Start speaking words of life to it. A lot of people get started, but they don't finish it because they want a harvest so quick. Patient endurance. It will come around. The cycle will change. He who guards his mouth guards his life. Guard your life by what you say from your mouth. The tongue is a main player, church. It's a main player. It is like the play caller. Your tongue is the play caller.
can't necessarily change the situation, but you can call the right play for the situation. play caller. Whatever might be happening, there's a play for your situation. There's a God-given play for your life. And this is not a omen against women. But Job, he had a choice of a play call. The circumstances were beyond which anybody that I ever read about had ever experienced. And she wanted to call the play. Let's just go ahead and accuse God. We're going to die. You see the power of words? We'll curse God and die. And Job says, no. That's not the play we're going to call. He said, the play we're going to call is though he slayed me, Yet I will trust and give a heart of praise this morning. Oh, hallelujah. It doesn't make any difference. Hallelujah. The right play call will get you into the double blessing. Because the Bible says, you know, that at the end of it all, because Job called the right play, though he slay me, I will trust him. The Lord blessed him with a double portion. Oh, hallelujah. There was all kinds of counsel and all kinds of advice and what he should do. Thank God he stuck with the original play call, Clayt. Yeah. I'm going to read Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seal of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Oh, hallelujah. That seems to me like he's not following the to and fro of the devil. 
He has a designated thought life. He has, his, mo- his mind is focused on the word of God. I'm sure you've experienced it. I know I have. I've come up to a situation. And at a moment, I'm at a crossroads of trying to judge what I'm supposed to do. And then quickly, the Holy Spirit will remind me what the Word says. And what He says, there's no argument then. I'm going to leave the outcome to Him. Blessed is the man, double portion. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. He makes everything beautiful in its time. It might not be time yet. But there will come a time of divine intervention in your life and on behalf of your life. Whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. Oh, hallelujah. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Stand with me this morning. How you speak and what you speak has a profound impact and effect. Hallelujah. You exercise power when you exercise your tongue. Sometimes in silence and then at other times in right words the tongue. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. That is a priestly blessing. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Lord bless you. After they've gotten in your face, Lord bless you.
May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. Yes. Speaking. <clears throat> Blessing. Because it is not supposed to have fresh water and salty water. It's not supposed to, it's wrong to bear the wrong kind of fruit. Now the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, kindness. You're never out of bounds with the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And you go, well, Pastor, how does that work? Well, I know how it works with me. It just doesn't automatically pop up every time. No. I remember what it is. And then I choose. This is the way I'm supposed to. This is the play call. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that God is saying, let's get our play calling right. Amen. And you will unlock the double portion in your life. And it's way more, friends, about than about, you know, some kind of bank account. No, it's the kingdom of God. It's the joy, the peace, and the righteousness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yes, it is letting our light shine before men that they see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. We're going to say one prayer this morning, and I'm going to pray for us. And I'm going to confess to you, first of all. I found here some time back that my, what I would call my hard drive, was a little bit infected by a virus. And in that, I noticed that everything was just a little bit infected. How I thought, how I interpreted. You probably wouldn't notice it, but I noticed it. And maybe you did, but I noticed it. And when I recognized it, it went on for a little bit. Sometimes it feels good. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to get out of the situation. So I said, Lord, I recognize it. If I let this thing go, it's going to get more viruses. And what happens when your computer gets too many viruses? It'll crash. It'll crash.
So as I prayed, it was several weeks. Oh, hallelujah. I'll tell you what, it feels so good to have the virus gone. It feels so good. It's not there. The water gets pure. The fruit is from the right tree. Amen. So, Father, this morning, if life has infected us in just a small way, we ask you today to do that surgery. As David said, to create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we pay attention right now to our mouth. Because it's an indicator of our health in our spirit and our soul. Thank you. Thank you for a bridle on our tongue and a blessing from our lips in Jesus' name. And all the people said amen. 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 Go with God. Praise the Lord because he is after you.